Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, we're recording early again this week, so Wizards is just going to ban magic on right. Monday. Something crazy And then happen. reinvent it. And then reinvent it. Yeah. We're going to call it Magio. It's like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh had a baby or something. Just watch. Sure, whatever. <laughs> That's what happens when we record early, early. They blow everything up. Yeah. So sorry about last week. That was uh, a little unexpected and unintended. Yeah, I mean, you still got good draft content. You did. You just didn't get uh, the hype, I guess. Yes. So get ready for some hype. Yeah. <laughs> so you can tweet your hype at us at Casual Tripod. Uh, you can book your hype at us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Um, you can email your hype to us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com, or you can leave your hype as a comment on our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG. So we're going to start with the BNR, and then we're going to get to the 8,000-pound gorilla format in the room. Yeah, so this is crazy because like, it's been a week, and it feels like it was so long ago. Yeah. So on Monday of yep. last week, uh, Wizards of the Coast banned Field of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Which was not at all unexpected. Yes. I, we called that on the Sunday pod. Yeah, I think everybody did. Yeah. They realized it, it apparently... Shadow banned removal and ground creatures. Basically, yes. And so they're like, yeah, we need to do something else. Yeah. And uh, we're not quite to our other prediction of $100 Okos. We're almost. But I spent $55 a pop on Okos last night in a fit of rage as I like lost to Okos over and over again. And I was like, why am I not playing Oko? Sorry, buddy. This just seems to be the <laughs> thing that everyone does. Yeah. I should just be doing this. So now we're in an Oko goose format. We absolutely are. This is basically a tier zero deck, right? Yeah. like You have to have a really good reason to not play Goose, Oko, Paradise Druid, Once Upon a Time, Wicked Wolf. Yeah, we were we were just before the podcast, we were yeah. building different lists and looking through different stuff. And basically, all these decks are just the core of those like five cards. Yeah. And then you get to decorate the other, mm-hmm. the spots around it with whatever you want. Yep. Most people have gone Nissa Krasis. Mm-hmm. And then you're you've got like eight flex spots, which yeah. may be in a different color. Mm-hmm. So basically, the this format right now is devolved into being very consistent on turn one goose, turn one goose, <laughs> right? Turn two oko. Yeah. So you can keep a hand that is missing a la- an untapped green source or goose. Mm-hmm. And a, but a once upon a time, mm-hmm. and you have five looks at the piece you're missing. Yeah. And then you can just Oko. So real quick aside, um, just this morning I was on Reddit, and a grinder had posted up on Reddit about he was keeping track of his own data Okay. for just this past week. And he had, in Mythic, he had 100-and-something games this week that he, he himself played. Okay. He doesn't get out much. No, I guess not. But yeah, it was since the field ban games that he logged himself. I don't have the numbers in front of me because I wasn't, you know, it's just one data point. I wasn't going to, uh, you know, talk about it on the podcast. But since you brought it up, he had like 80, I think, 80 of his 100 and something games were against Oko decks. 60 of those 80 games had a turn to Oko. Yeah. And. Almost every one of those turn two Oko games had a turn zero or, or yeah, a turn zero once upon a time. 
to find like the missing piece. Yeah. So, so th- it's kind of insane. That leads the format to have a lot of really repetitive game states. Yeah. Which is something I've been complaining about. Like it's the same right. game over and over again. Yeah. And it's the same snowbally game. Yeah. Where you just don't have any way to catch up. Yeah. So that is where we are right now. I think it's. Um, I think we were looking at. I was playing against the Saltai list that seems to have gotten popularized somewhere, but I can't find, find an the list. list. Like yeah. at least I'm finding Saltai list, but not like what I was not the cards I was playing against. Right. But like Saltai might be the way to go, where you again you keep your Goose Oko package, mm-hmm. but now you have uh, Veraska. Murderous Rider, Rider, Noxious Grasp. And those are all hard answers to a turn to Oko. Yeah. Like, they get some value, mm-hmm. but you are just able to... They make a food, you Noxious Grasp, they're, they're Oko. Right, and they just spent their whole turn making a food. Right, a three-mana food is not yeah. great. And then Veraska, you just, like, down-tick, kill their thing. Still have a Veraska. Yeah. So they may have ended up with a 3-3 three, three out of the deal, which yeah. sucks, but at least you have, you've answered the Oko, and the game's not going to just be about that Oko forever. Right. There is a cute interaction with Oko and Veraska. Yeah, make a food, sack it, draw a card, gain a life. Yeah, I was I was getting buried by that. I was like, yeah. oh, this is yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's also like four loyalty, right? Two on Oko, two on Veraska. Something like that. Veraska yeah. just a plus one. I remember. This I think it's a plus two. Yeah, I think it's a plus two. Because she got up to eight real fast. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, so it's four loyalty, draw a card, gain a life. Yeah. And Seems pretty you good. know, in the late game, like where maybe three threes aren't a 3-3 three, three every other turn isn't great. Right. Just, like, getting a card and getting... Digging to your crisis or whatever. Exactly, to, like, refill. Yeah. So that is where things are. I think that what we were talking about before is ways to interact early. Mm-hmm. There could be a shock deck, but it just doesn't seem like the rest of the stuff around shock is quite good enough. Yeah, none of the decks that you would want to slot, slot it into seem prepared to fight the rest of the game. Yeah, like you can kill their goose, but then you're you're behind to like a wicked wolf with a food out that just right. like eats one of your creatures and you can never kill. Yeah. Or then the Nissa, just the stream of three threes is just too much. Yeah, or the Oko comes down naturally and just animates the food from the goose. You have a narrow window of interaction and yeah. then the rest of your deck doesn't seem to stack up. At least like I was playing the blue red flash deck. Right. And that's what it just felt like to me is like you just if the Oko is stuck, you were behind. Yeah. And then the late game, like, you had a hard time beating Anissa. Yeah. There might be a red deck. We threw together uh, a quick uh, maybe teamer list. Yeah. That's very maybe. Yeah, I have some reservations about it. Yeah. There was also, uh, you said Jeff Hoogland had a teamer list that I didn't super love, but it's been popular lately. It was from about, like, two weeks ago. It was, like, pre-ban. The Saltai list, if you guys can find a Saltai list playing, like, Murderous Rider, Veraska, Mm -hmm. and, like, not Midnight Reaper. Yeah. That, I think, is what I was playing against, where the three drops were were Murderous Rider, which is a clean answer to Oko. Yeah. Veraska, but then it still had that same, like, Nissa, Krasis, yeah. Oko ramp package. Maybe if we find a list that we like, we can tweet it out, too. Yeah, I've been looking. I've yeah. been looking, like, I as I was... Well, I think the list that we built right before uh, recording today close. looks pretty close, so... Yeah, the, the mana might be a little... We gotta figure out the mana yeah. exactly, but... Yep. So I think that's maybe where we're going to start this week. There's also the MCQW happening right now. Mm-hmm. 
So there might be some lists that pop out of that that look reasonable. But even Andre Strosky, I tweeted this out yeah. yesterday, was like, this mythic, next Mythic Championship in Richmond is going to suck. It's just going to be all Oko. Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad that we're going to be there playing instead of watching. Yeah. Because at least we'll have something to do. Well, Okay, we'll be at the GP. I have not quite qualified for the Mythic Championship yet. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, I could try to like sneak into a draft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who's that guy? I'm Mike Sigrist. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, you've like lost a lot of weight. Read Duke over here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's got a beard now, right? I kind of look does. like him. He does, from a distance. <laughs> from a distance. So, okay, other than Oko and Simic. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about one more Oko deck real quick? Sure. What's that the just other? started popping up the uh, that Corvold deck. Oh yeah, that. Who? Yeah, this who. is a spicy meatball. So this is that same package. Yeah. But the what they're kind of throwing in is their spices. They're playing Mayhem Devils mm-hmm. to get triggers off of sacking your foods. Right. They're playing Witches Evans mm-hmm. and Cauldron Familiars. Cauldron Familiars, and they're playing Corvold. Yeah. The the commander from the brawl deck. Yeah. Now, you may be thinking, did they say Oko and then a Jund Flyer? Yeah. <laughs> they did. Yeah. This deck is asking its man to do a lot. It's asking yeah. Gilded Goose and Paradise Druid to be great. Yeah, they, are, they are definitely doing the heavy lifting. They have the entire deck on their shoulders. Yeah. It seems, I think you said, like, this can't be the way you build it. Right. Yeah, it, it just, just looks like right. a mess of cards, yeah. It doesn't seem right. Like, there is, like, a theme there, but it just doesn't seem like it's put together correctly yeah just as a quick side note one thing that was in the back of my head when we were working on that uh the sultai list Mm -hmm. and probably also might slot into you know this four color corvold list or whatever is i don't know that anybody's really tested savvy hunter i think i've seen some of it in the standard like savvy hunter probably wants to be played with vivian in that version because the three three body in a world of well yeah it's just like a sea of three threes right now so everything that's just a three three has an issue because all of nissa's lands are three threes all of the elks are three threes all of the combat is three threes the wicked wolves are three threes yeah unless you have a food yeah so i think like the counters from vivian might be relevant if you're going to try and play Savvy Hunter. Yeah. Vivian Arcbow Ranger. Yeah, the M21. Yeah. But that might be another card to, you know, look to as another another thing to do with your food, generate food, get yeah. some advantage, whatever. We, but we can't put it in the I refuse to let you put that in the Corval deck. We can't have one blue green, two <laughs> jund, and then one green 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 in the same. I can't I can't let that slide. That can't happen. No, like I said, I, I don't think that's the correct way to build that deck anyway. Yeah. But no savvy hunter is like solid if you're generating a bunch of food. Yeah. It's just I think in a lot of the the, the current food decks there's enough ways to use the food that getting mm-hmm. a card for it for two of them might not be enough. Yeah. So other things that have maybe shown up or might come back. Mm-hmm. Dance of the Mance. Yeah. Now, I was playing, I guess it was the version that Brian Gottlieb played at the original fandom. I think I might have made a few changes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find the deck to be great post-ban. I played a decent number of games. I played a bunch of best of one just to kind of get my feet under me. It just felt like you could beat the Simic decks, but there there were just draws that, like, were just silly. Yeah, so we've talked a bunch on the show and, you know, just to Mm -hmm. each other about how fast the arena format changes. 
right after the banning, like Monday, Tuesday, I played a whole, I played against a whole bunch of Dance of the Mans. Yeah. I haven't seen any since then. I think that even though, like, maybe it's going to come back a little bit because Brian Gottlieb on their yeah. podcast and then in his Star City article mm-hmm. put up a new list. It's like main decking, um, Noxious Grasp, but I think yeah. it's up one thought erasure from the old list. Okay. But I think that it might come back because he's pushing it a little bit right now. But it might have been a bunch of people did what I did and was like, well, this deck was good before you just had infinite tutus. Yeah, I think that was like the common consensus was that the deck was good and, you know, after the field ban should be good again. I think a lot of people were thinking yeah, that. Yeah, and it just didn't feel yeah. great. Because, like, you're playing this resource denial plan. Right. And then they rip a crisis. Yeah, and all your work's undone. Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. Or they have an Oko, and they can just keep making three threes. That now, if you don't have a Doom foretold, you just they just make three threes forever. Right. So it just it just didn't feel like you could like choke them out on resources and then turn the corner fast enough. Isn't Doom foretold non-token? So they can't they can't sack the yeah. So if they have another if they have another right. thing to keep the Oko on the board. Yeah. 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 So like you can you can have turns where they like yeah. play a Nissa, get a three three, and then you slam your Doom Foretold and you get their Nissa. Right. But there's still a three three left over. Right. Right. Same with like an Oko. Like they like animate a food, you mm-hmm. get their Oko, but, but now there's, you, still a three, three. there's now a three three yeah. and you're like, Well, I hope I like can mance for eight to win right. this game. Yeah, and like the other half of that is by the time you're Doom Foretolding like their Paradise Druids and Gilded Geese have already done their job, so if they're not Elks already, like they're just, they're just fodder for Doom Fortress. Exactly, you you end up with a situation where they like stick a Nissa and they're like, yeah. sack a Goose, sack a Paradise Druid, and yeah. they have nine power on the board. Yeah, and, and it's you're like, dead. well, I need to draw exactly like Kaya's Wrath. Yeah, and I'm still probably dead. Right. I played a bunch of that. Didn't feel great. Mm-hmm. And then you played this next deck too a little bit, right? Yes. Played Fires of Invention. I've played both Jeskai versions. Mm-hmm. So I played the Cavalier version, and I've played the Planeswalker version. I played mm-hmm. the Planeswalker version last night at FNM, and then I played it when I went home. And you said you liked the Planeswalker version a little more? The Cavalier version has an Oko problem. Yeah. Right? You can't just play... Like, if you can't win with your Cavaliers, yeah. the turn you play them, they just get elked, and they don't do a whole lot. Yeah. So you have to, like... You have to like try to set it up where they have like a clearish board, and that your two cavaliers are going to win you the game. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always happen, right? So yeah, you get to brainstorm off your one cavalier, and then discard the trash and draw cards with the other cavalier. But it doesn't always end up working out that it does enough. Yeah. So I felt like you would get to these points where you were like, cavalier, cavalier. I guess I have to. Att- attack your Oko and then try to win next turn. Yeah. And it just felt like you were not able to like turn the corner. The other, the, um, the Planeswalker deck you get to, I was playing one that had two Kenriths in the main. Mm-hmm. So that lets you like with some Planeswalkers, you can like Sarkin Kenrith, activate Kenrith to give everything trample and haste. Yeah. Now you've got, you know, eight to 12 power of flying damage. Trample, haste. Yeah. And you can get in, quickly yeah. and then the next turn if they can't kill your sarkin you win you win the game yeah that felt a little bit better and you had a little bit more counterplay 
with like being able to like to ferry bounce of food, which feels weird, but you're like bounce your food. Right. And Narset lets you dig more. It felt a little bit better, but it's still like I think our games were our games were very close. I don't know yeah. if they felt that way on your side, but they were all super close. Yeah, they were super long yeah. and super close. So, like, there's something there, but then I got beat by nine cyborg cards out of my white-black knight's <laughs> opponent, and I'm traumatized. Then I played a bunch more with it last night, and the Saltai deck just felt so much worse yeah. to play against than just the pure Simic deck because they had Murderous Rider and Veraska and it was like, yeah. cool Planeswalker, bro, kill it. Yeah. Well, I think, like, we had talked about Assault I version of this deck a couple times now. Yeah. We we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and then I'm pretty sure we also talked about it earlier this week. Yeah. Because I went into my arena to start working on the deck today. And there was already one there? There was already one there. So I'm pretty sure we had talked about it earlier in the week. Yeah, I think that since questing beast doesn't have to be like a four of to get through zombies right then it frees up more slots to be able to do more stuff yeah you got a little bit of wiggle room and since you don't have to have deputy of detention to answer zombies Mm -hmm. you don't have to be white so like the bant decks were bant because they went a deputy for zombies right right now you can be black to have hard answers to planeswalkers right and so that kind of freeze things up again another like you know sign of perhaps a broken format is when you have 20 your deck is 24 spells that you already know yeah and you can change eight to ten spells to fix whatever ails you yeah (laughs) it's like oh what's good now oh okay well i guess i'll play black and have my answers Oh, I guess I play white and have my answers. Oh, yeah. I guess I can play red and have my answers. It's just yeah. like, oh, I'm blue, green, and then whatever like eight cards answer whatever everyone else is doing, yeah. I'll play that. Yep. So that's a, just a weird spot. Welcome to my mid-range world, buddy. Nice yeah. to have you here. <laughs> this it, is Jun. <laughs> it, it might be it might be Jun, but you're not supposed to just have like. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. It's not just supposed to be like well. I have these cards, and I'm never going to unsleeve these <laughs> ever until they bend them, yeah. and then going on from there. Also, we have down here Sorcerer's Spyglass, and there were a few times that I wished I had a Spyglass in my sideboard, so I just like copied to a four. Yeah, yeah, I had a, the fires of the fires of dimensionalist I played had Fey of Wishes. Yeah, and there were a number of times I wish I could have gone and got a Spyglass. Yeah, I don't remember. If this was something that I just thought of or I had heard it somewhere, but when I was doing the notes for this, I actually did the notes for this episode on Monday. I was going to try and do an emergency episode, but wasn't feeling so hot Monday night, so I didn't. So I don't remember like if I had heard you know somebody talking about Sorcerer Spyglass or if I thought that was a card that might start seeing more play, but it hits everything that you want it to. It, it's come up on Arena Deck. It came up on Arena Deck List okay. uh, early la- like last week, I think. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that you know what the first name has to be. You have to name Oko. Yeah. And which you might just always want to name Oko. The other problem is that, like, if you're trying to play this in an Oko deck, it turns off half your deck also. Yeah. So you so. can't play it, but you have to, like, if you're playing against an Oko deck, yeah. you can't name their Nissa. Well, right. Otherwise, you just it just it turns just, into an Elk. It's a 3-3. Yeah. Right. So, like, they already have, like, the answer for it. Like, you need to draw two. Right. Right. You need to draw the one for the Oko. Mm-hmm. And you need to draw the one for their Nissa. Right. And so it it is a little awkward in that regard. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the thing that you guys might be here for. Maybe. Is that we just talked more about Standard in the last 20 minutes. Than anybody has for an entire week combined. Yeah, Standard has disappeared. Yeah. Uh, this is a pioneer world. It sure is. So, Pioneer, strangely, also an Oko world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very shortly after the BNR announcement, like within an hour or so, it might have even been less than that, Wizards announced that they are giving us a brand new format, If in, just in case anybody doesn't know. It's called Pioneer. It's going to be just like Modern. It's non-rotating, except that instead of going all the way back to 8th edition, it only goes back to Return to Ravnica. Yeah. So it's the RTR block, M14, Theros, M15, up till now. With five banned cards. Yep. They're starting the banned list with five cards. Um, They are the five fetch lands. Now, that may or may not seem like a big deal to you, but once you start brewing in this format, you realize that that is a huge deal. Not just for having good mana bases, but there's a whole lot of cards that rely on having just bulk stuff in the graveyard that are way too good and have been banned in every format so basically the blue delve spells yeah uh, dig through time treasure cruise yep probably also germag angler germag angler tassiger i actually had tassiger like yeah. on the sideboard of my pioneer deck last night yeah but yeah so it one it may help keep the cost of the format down mm-hmm. because I had a bunch of cons fetch lands that I traded to get mox diamonds, and I was getting ten to eighteen dollars a piece in store credit. Right. For them, and now if there's another format that these are the only fetch lands, they probably all become like forty five dollars. Yeah, like the Zendikar ones. Yeah, they just get like you have yeah. hundred you have hundred dollar wooded foothills. Right. Which is like prices people out of the format. Yeah, it's also kind of crazy to think that you know a cycle of cards from a set four years ago is a hundred dollars a piece now. Five years ago. Was it five years ago? No, it was four years ago. No, I, we just had our fifth wedding anniversary, and I started playing right after we got married. Yeah, already then. Yeah, so <laughs> five, it was about five years ago. So they're trying to, like, on one hand, kind of cap what you can play, mm-hmm. right? I think they don't want it to be a bunch of, like, three-color good stuff piles, which, yeah, yeah that's not working out for them. Right. But they also, I think, it's going to help control some of the costs initially. Mm-hmm. It, it also makes it a very different format. It does. Just the things you can do are different because you don't have fetch shock mana bases. Your mana bases are fast land mm-hmm. shock mana bases. If the fast lands still are only a couple bucks... Get them now. Now. Like right now. Yeah, we... Hit pause. <laughs> order them. In our finance episode, I yeah. think I said buy every like two dollar fast yeah. lane you can buy, and I saw some of them now. They're like six, yeah, and they're not going to get any cheaper. Right. Before okay. we get into actual sure. cards, let's do one more thing about the format in okay, general. Okay. This format isn't going anywhere. No, they're super committed to it. Like, I think yeah, five of the next thirteen GPS. Yep. And the players tour and something else like right. high end. Yeah. Yeah, are all, all confirmed Pioneer. for Pioneer. Yes. So if you're having thoughts about buying into the format and want some financial advice, my financial advice would be to do it now. Anything you think you may want to play in the future, pick it up. Because most of the stuff is still really cheap, with the exception of, like, Jace's, I guess. They're, like, 50 bucks. Whew. Yeah. And Oko's. 
but just about everything else is still pretty cheap comparatively. Like if you're looking at you know modern card prices. Yeah, like I was buying foil pieces for decks and paying yeah. like six to ten dollars. Right. Where if the decks are actually good, yeah, they're forty dollar cards. Right. So I definitely you know any err on the side of caution. Pick up whatever you're looking for. You're probably not going to be buying trash that's going to be worthless anyway, even if the deck doesn't work out. So I would just kind of err on the side of caution and buy in soon. Yeah, the only caveat to that is a fundamental feature of this format is that even though we have a ban list of five cards right now, right. they're going to be aggressively banning slash like curating the format, at yeah. least initially. Th- they did say that. So... The idea that everyone is pushing right now is if you're building a deck mm-hmm. and you don't look at your deck and go like, what are the two cards that are going to get banned out of this deck because it's busted? Yeah. Your deck's probably not good enough. Right. So if you're buying that busted deck, mm-hmm. realize that there is a non-zero chance that in a month or two, they're like, yeah, we can't have you like turn to killing people with Emery and... Yeah. Uh, Jeskai Ascendancy. Right. So we've got to get rid of something something in this deck. Yeah. My point wasn't that you might open yourself up for that or whatever, but like the cost of the cards right now, I think is low enough where even if they do ban something, you're not out a ton. Yeah. Like most of the cards that have spiked since the format was announced have gone to like $10 or $15. They haven't gone to $40. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely. There is some risk, but yeah. like the, it's not super large, right? Right. It's not like if you bought like all the pieces for KCI, right? And then KCI got banned, yeah. Or you bought like all the stuff for Hogak, mm-hmm. and then Hogak got banned. Well, I wonder you, who did that. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, or like me, you've got four Urzas, and like right. every time you like turn on coverage, like when we came over here, and it's. Four Urza color versus Urza. Sultai Wurza versus four color Wurza. And you're yeah. like, hmm. Hmm. This does not bode well for me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a number on this deck and it's counting down. <laughs> yes. Is that like new movie, a countdown? Like you just make Urza hit the button on his phone and yeah. it's like, you will die. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, so just be aware. But definitely if there's like a deck that you think looks interesting or cards mm-hmm. you want to have, this is the time to get them, especially like as people are finding their way around. Right. So the idea of this format is the same idea they had with modern when they started it, which yep. is, Hey, your standard cards rotated, right? But you still really liked playing this old deck. Right. So we're going to give you a place to play those old cards. Yeah. Basically what they saw was that over time, I guess with the exception of the last few sets, because they've really shaken things up, but over time, the number of cards that have graduated, I guess, from standard into modern has gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah. And they wanted to do something about that because like the power, because modern has been around for so long, the power level is so high. It really takes something special to break into the format. And I think that's where they wanted Pioneer to come in, was you can play, you know, your Rally deck, or you can play your Black Red Aggro deck, or you can play your Kethis deck, or, you know, whatever your favorite standard deck has been over the last few years, you can play it in Frontier. You can kind of play the best version of it because you have... Extra pieces, better mana, whatever. exactly. It's interesting. Everyone is super hyped for it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all that, like, Twitter and magic content is, is Pioneer stuff. Yeah, so the first day I came home and uh, Todd Anderson was streaming 
pioneer on Magic Online, and he streamed it for like 14 hours. Oh God! And then the next day, and then the next day, I, I think his stream was up almost nonstop with Pioneer this entire week. So you mentioned a very interesting point that kind of you kind of buried the lead there. Okay. You said on Magic Online. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a mind-boggling decision that makes sense to no one with brain cells. Well, not nobody, but keep may, going and I'll get back to it. Wizards has decided, has has come out and said, we yeah. are not going to be putting Pioneer on Arena. Correct. So many of you, like your host Brian here, may have never played Magic Online before. Yeah, I, ha- I have a Magic Online account. It is empty. Yeah. And so it puts a barrier to entry into people getting being able to play this format digitally yeah like at your house right and it's frustrating because like we had historic which don't forget we announced historic a month ago there are no historic queues right now on on arena right and that format is now like been relegated to the dustbin of history yeah because no one's ever going to play it no why would you when you can play pioneer pioneer And so we have this Pioneer format that is just a Magic Online Mm -hmm. and paper format. That's because nobody was playing Magic Online. Everyone was playing Arena. Yeah, I know. So why are you going to go put it on Arena when you can put it on Magic Online and have people buy their collections twice? I guess. I mean, that is like the reason. Yeah. I guess is to like give Magic Online more of a reason to exist. A reason to exist, yeah. It also forces... This is a point that I just thought of. It also kind of forces you to play standard on Magic Online also. Because if more of your standard relevant cards are going to be relevant in his, or Pioneer, like there's more of an incentive to play standard on Magic Online also. Like Most people are playing ma- standard on Arena right now. Yeah. Almost nobody's playing standard on Magic Online. Um, if you go back you know, a year or whatever and look at Arclight Phoenix... Arclight Phoenix was over $100 on Magic Online because nobody was playing Standard on Magic Online. It's not that no one was playing Standard. It's the drafts. Well, yeah. yeah. So the drafting on Magic Online is how cards get into the economy to then be bought and sold. Mm. The problem with that is, is how does everyone get their cards on Magic Online now? No one owns cards anymore. Oh, that's true. They're just doing the rental services. Yeah, and they all crashed, right? I don't know if they all crashed. Yeah. There was like the first two days, I believe, Mana Traders was just down. There's Mana Traders. There's Card Hoarder. Yeah. There's a few companies that basically you get a subscription. Yeah. And then you can go to their like Magic Online bots and say like, hey, trade me this deck. Yeah. You've paid someone $50 and you get to have the deck for a week or whatever. A week or yeah. something. Which wholly unsustainable like right. really you've got fifty dollars to just like rent a deck yeah well it's that's not exactly how it works uh most of them you pay a subscription fee to like a monthly fee mm-hmm. and then you can have like it's like a library you can have one deck out at a time and you get a certain number of like change your deck okay like i can i can ship this deck back and get a different one depending on your like subscription level okay. is how many times you get to change your deck within that time period so a lot of people aren't buying yeah. uh, mag- cards on Magic Online or like, needing to open packs because mm-hmm. they're just going to these these rental services. Right. So on Pro Points, they were talking about uh, 
the, the Magic Online economy is kind of super broken right now. Yeah. Because you have the cards that are super desirable, like Oko, mm-hmm. that are like $85. Yeah. And then there's nothing else worth more than a dollar. Yeah. Because no, only, the only people that want them are the the card trading, mm-hmm. the card rental services. Yeah. So anyway. That makes sense. So Pioneer, Magic Online and Paper, mm-hmm. they're pushing it. They want it to be their like format. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like it's going to be fun. It looks like it's yeah. going to be a place for you to like try like the best version of your old deck from Standard. Yeah, it looks super sweet. I do have one caveat. Okay. I am trying very hard to not pay attention to Pioneer right now. Just so we can focus on... Richmond, uh, yeah. Richmond, which I said that and I did throw together a deck last night yeah. just in case we were playing that format and yeah. I did buy foils for a deck. <laughs> what does the mana look like for Pioneer? The mana, because it's not symmetrical, right? Yeah, we just started. We were trying to talk about this before. So, yeah. you've got all of your shock and check lands for all the colors, right? But then you have your fast lands from Kaladesh mm-hmm. are um, the enemy colors. We also have the pain lands, enemy pain lands. Uh, so the enemy mana bases right now are much better mm-hmm. than the allied mana bases. Right, the allied mana bases get the the fetchable or they were fetchable. The yeah, fetchable, uh, Zendikar lands. That one, you have two basics. Right, they come into play untapped. Which those probably aren't good enough. Uh, you also get the show lands. Also, probably not good enough. I don't know. They're much better with fetch or uh, shocks. They are much better with shocks, but they're still not great. Like if you yeah. if you have that land like if you need to hit your fourth land yeah and you draw that as your fourth land yeah that's a feel bad yeah now granted the fast lands have the same issue right but they're better on the first three turns of the game so if you have like a lower curve deck Mm -hmm. like the fast lands are just better yeah is that it is that all we have we got temples we have the temples uh which are which we have all the color pairs for yep you have mana confluence Oh yeah! Did you see the price of Mana Confluence? No, it's thirty-three dollars. Oh my god! I have I have my playset. Uh huh. I think I have more than a playset. I need to come off of some. Yeah, uh, you have Aether Hubs. Oh yeah, Aether Hub, uh, Unclaimed Territory. It's kind of only for tribal decks. Uh, Nykthos. Oh yeah, that's big game. Uh, so you've got. I think those are all the lands that matter. Okay. I think. Oh, we have uh, creature lands. Man oh lands. yeah, we have the the creature lands, but again we have the enemy, enemy. colored creature lands. And Mutavault. And Mutavault. Yep. Yeah, we're in a weird spot, like mana wise. Like it yeah. is, it has been weird. They have printed like a ton of enemy colored lands in yeah. all of these sets, mm-hmm. like for the last few years, and it doesn't make any sense why. Never, well, it doesn't like, really look like it's going to change anytime soon either, because the next set's Theros. And we're getting the other temples. Yeah, we're assume. getting the other temples. So yeah, it's not going to change that. Yeah. So unless like Behemoth Land or whatever that Coria or whatever. Acoria, yeah. Right. Like you could see them putting the fast lands in there. Mm-hmm. The allied fast lands. The allied fast lands. I mean, they really need a reprint anyway. The pain lands are awkward because their names are like specific kind of places. Specific places like Atacar Waste. Right. So Adakar Waste, Carpelusen Forest. Yeah. 
right? They're kind of a corset print. Yeah. So you could see, and since the next corset is uh, to fairy. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it's going to be like Dominaria, so those are places yeah, on those, Dominaria. Yeah, you could put those in there. Yeah, and have it work out again. If you're if you're classy, this is when you go buy your Ice Age Carpalusian Forest on like a spec. Yeah, I got, I had my car, my, I had all of them, and then when the Eldrazi stuff happened, you sold them. I sold them because they were like twenty dollars a pop, yeah. and I was like, I paid five dollars for this yeah. out of car waste. I think I've got Brushlands, Sulphurous Springs, Underground Rivers. Yeah, I think I have Underground Rivers yeah. and Sulphur Springs. Yeah. But A-plus classy good time. You should like yeah. spend the extra like yeah, $2 sweet. to get to eat the Sulphur uh, Springs with the uh, devil in like the like... Hot tub. Hot tub. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Like, that's like A-plus. Yeah. So yeah, so the mana is like... It's def- odd. It's definitely skewed to the enemy colors. Mm-hmm. So it makes the wedges from cons a lot better. Right. So... Something to keep in mind. Yep, when you're brewing. Yes. So the best deck in the format, just like from like the baseline for the first few weeks, is probably going to be like your stock mono red. Right. Uh, so what does the mono red deck have? Some of my favorite cards from years past. Okay. Uh, we get Bomat Courier, which yes. is great. Stoke the Flames, which probably a lot of current players don't remember. Um, it's two red, red, four damage to any target, but it has convoke. Yeah, so you can tap your yep. creatures. Tricks from a bygone era is uh-huh. with Goblin Rabble Master. Yep. Right, so Grabble Master, being of combat, makes a creature that has to attack. Yeah, but it's oddly templated. Like now they say tapped and attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, Rabble Master did not put the creature in tapped and attacking. Well, it just put the creature in and then it had to attack. It's the Legion War Boss. Templating, where it makes the token and then it has to attack. Oh, yeah. Legion War Boss is templated the same way. Okay. So, what you can do is like if you're going to run your 1 1 into a 2 2, you can just use that 1 1 that you made to convoke. Right. To pay the mana cost of your Stoke the Flames. Mm -hmm. You can also use the Summoning Sick Rebel Master to pay for Stoke the Flames. Yes. Yep. I have Monastery Swiss Spear. So, you have like. Yep. You have three really strong red one drops. You have Bomat Courier, Swift Spear, Soul Scar Mage. I guess four because Fervent Champion's probably pretty close in this format. Yeah. Um. You also get uh Baby Zergo. Oh yeah, the two mana two two with yeah. dash for one in the red. Yep. So you have a lot of really good one drops. Well, it's a one. It dashes for one red. I thought I thought it dashed for one. Or is red. it just one red? I, I think it's just a one drop. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, a one drop two two. But I thought, yeah. it, does, it, does it dash for one? Or does it dash um, for one? I one? don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Zergo. So you have a bunch of good one drops. Yeah. And then you have Eidolon of the Great Revel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theros. The red, red 2-2 two, two that deals two damage to anyone who casts a spell CMC three or less. Yep. If you want to go, like, super deep, right, you have uh, Earthshaker Kenra as another two drop. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Kenra. So, right, you can go, like, card was sweet. crazy one drop into... Punishing two dropper, you yeah. know, hasty two drop right. into Rabble Master or Chain Whirler. Mm-hmm. And then you get Shock, Lightning Strike, Light Up the Stage, yep. Skewer the Critics. You also get Hazard if you want to go a little bit more mid range. You get uh, Chandra Torture Defiance. Mm-hmm. And we also get the land that was banned. Uh, yeah, Ramen Up Ruins. Ramen Up Ruins, yep. You have like this whole package of 
really strong red cards. Very strong. That, like, I think if you are building a deck and, mm. like, you don't just, like, kill someone on turn four, yeah. the red deck is going to kill you on turn four. Or before, yeah. Yeah. So you have to be mindful that, like, that is a clock on the format. Right. So then the control decks, the tools that they get are pretty strong. Yeah. You get uh, Supreme Verdict. Mm-hmm. Sphinx's Revelation. Yep. Treasure Cruise. Treasure Cruise. Dig, Dig Through, through time. time. Pick a Teferi. Yeah. Both, both of, of them. them. And Search for Escanta. Oh, yeah. Search is a big game. Uh, you have a lot of good draw spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Glimmer of Genius. Mm-hmm. You have... Uh, Hieroglyphic Illuminations. And then what's our current one? What is the current one? Uh... You get drawn from dreams. That's not an instant, though. No, no. The the three and a blue with a jump start. Oh, um. I can't think of what it's called. Not radical idea. That's one in the blue. Um, you guys know what it is. Yeah. Wow. Brain fart. Yeah. Anyway, you get you have a lot of like ways to draw cards. Yeah. Uh, your removal is a little weak, which is kind of the problem. You have Seal Away, which requires mm-hmm. a creature to be tapped. Yep. You have Deccan Stone, which gives... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that card. Uh, one of the white sorcery, exile a creature, and all creatures with the same name your opponent controls, they get a... Uh, if it's non-token, yep. they get a clue for mm-hmm. each one. For each one. Uh, but, like, the like that's your best white removal, so that's not mm. great. If you go into black, you get Fatal Push, which is just strictly better. Yeah, Fatal Push is awesome. And then your mid-range decks, you have Thoughtseize. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grim Flare. Yeah, um, which... Kind of has already spiked. It's up to like 20 bucks. Oh, wow. Well, that that's sadly where I bought them for when they were in standard. Yeah. Um, that's a good card, though. It's a decent decent pressure early, filters your hand, builds your graveyard. Yeah. Um, I think it'll probably see play. Mid-range decks also have access to Oko. That's... Yeah kind of ubiquitous right now is every format there's a mid-range deck with oko in it yeah they get chandra torch of defiance which is kind of at its best in a mid-range shell yeah because it gets to do so much yeah and i've heard a lot of people talking about heart of kirin with oko because oko's loyalty goes up so fast yeah like it's really no big deal to burn it on a heart and it's super easy like it's it's a good way to protect an oko as well yeah it's also right. like a reasonable curve like if you don't get your turn to oko you turn one, you know, thought sees, turn two heart, turn three Oko, swing four, still have heart up to protect yeah. Oko. Make a food, yeah. have your Oko at five, plus have a blocker, and your Oko can just kill their heart. Right. Make it a three three. Yeah. Uh, you forgot, like, an A plus good time mid range card in this list. Oh, I'm sure I forgot lots of cards. I was. Gideon, like, ally of Zendikar's oh, legal. Yeah, that card's great. Like, that card is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I guess if we're talking about Gideon Ally as Endicar, we have to talk about a couple other cards from that area also. We get Elspeth. Yeah, we get Elspeth. Like six mana Elspeth is probably the best Elspeth. Probably. And we also get the Siege Rhinoceros. Yes, Siege Rhino. Yep. I've seen some Abzan decks kicking around. I think mm-hmm. the problem right now for especially control and to a lesser extent mid-range yeah. is what do your answers have to be? That's the problem with building uh, mid-range and control early in a format, is you don't know what you have to target. Yeah, you might be like, I want to play blue-white control and play all the Teferis, but yeah. you don't know like what removal suite mm-hmm. you need. 
and what answers you need because you just don't know what the format is. So you might show up with a bunch of steal-aways, right. but everyone's playing stuff that has vigilance, right. and then you've got four cards that don't do anything. Mm-hmm. One more card that mid-range decks also get that I don't... Like, I don't know how relevant it's going to be until we see more of what the format looks like. But they get Glorybringer, too. They do. The card's great. It is very good. Like, I'm trying to think if there's, like... There's not been a card that good, like, not from, like, cons block forward that I could think of that was, like... It was that kind of, like, end of the battlefield kill a thing. Yeah. That, like, that cost. I mean... Yeah. The Gear Hulks, the Black Gear Hulk was there, but also, yeah, like, didn't, didn't do anything. didn't see any play. It's just a better clock, too. Yeah. So I started playing again at, like, M15. Yeah. So there's, like, I have a hole, like, in my knowledge from RTR to, like, Theros. Yeah. So, like, because I had played, like, right at the end of, like, the Theros block. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I guess I played through Theros. Yeah. Because it was Theros and... So I played at the end of RTR. Yeah. That's when I started. Yeah. So, like, I kind of have a hole in, like, what are the, like, really good cards in that era but going right. forward i don't think there's anything that was like end of the battlefield kill a thing yeah like Glorybringer. well i'm wicked wolf wicked wolf fair yeah fair chupacabra in green Why in green? <laughs> like we were talking about how mid-range decks and control decks kind of have to target something when you're building them um and we did kind of just gloss over thought seize thought seize is going to be really important for this format i think just in general yeah, Thoughtseize was, I think, easily the best card in its standard format. Oh, yeah, 100%. By, like, yeah, by miles. Yeah. Being able to, like, turn one, take their two drop or mm-hmm. their one drop, and know exactly how you need to, like, sequence your plays and line up your stuff right. to deal with what they have in their hand. It may help control some of the degenerate stuff mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be one of the cards that kind of glues the format together. Mm-hmm. And Black yeah, so right too. now has the best removal oh, in yeah. the format. Right? Between Fatal Push, mm-hmm. even though it's a sorcery, you have Dreadbore. Yeah. Um, you have Hero's Downfall. Yep. You have Murderous Rider. You have like probably Varaska's Contempt's probably not playable because it's four mana. Cast Down. Cast Down. Yeah. You have this like collection of cheap efficient removal yeah the problem is is like unlike jund in modern mm-hmm. where like you go like thought sees play tarmogwife right you don't have like you don't have thought- the tarma hammer yeah thought sees in the grim flare is not quite the same yeah especially when you're not filling your yard with lands from uh fetch lands yeah so like you have a sorcery in your yard yeah and a two-two yep good luck with that yeah Right, so you and then you don't have like Lily to like kind of like keep them off of resources. Yep. Right, you don't have that same. Yeah, it's gonna make it a little awkward. Yeah. So like, is 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 the stuff around? What is the deck around Thoughtseize going to look like? Right. Got to figure that out. Yeah. There's probably also some sort of tempo deck. Um, I don't really think there's too many people working on it right now. There's a lot of other cool things to be doing, but just like currently in standard. Um, you have a core of like Brazen Borrower and Bone Crusher Giant, which yeah. I think are both very good cards. The format also has Arclight Phoenix and a whole bunch of support for that. You also have uh, Thing in the Ice. Yeah, we have Thing in the Ice and Young Pyromancer. Yep. People have talked about uh, that can't possibly be good, mm-hmm. but Young Pyromancer plus Risen Reef. 
Yeah. Every time you cast a spell, you make it elemental, you trigger Risen Reef. Yeah, that's a thing. You might be dead on turn four. Turns all of your spells into cantrips. Yeah. You might be dead on turn four, but hey, maybe maybe you got to live the dream. Uh, There's also, like, some other decks that, like, you may remember from bygone standards. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are, like, kind of, like, energy mid-rangey shells. Yeah, energy's weird. Because it has, it has like the mid range side, then it has kind of the combo y side. Yeah. I don't know what to think of the energy decks going forward, though. Because energy. They're is not gonna never going to get any better. Yeah. It's always going to be exactly as powerful as it is right now. Yes. So I don't know where that leaves it in like this format. Whether it's, you know, might be good for three months and then something's printed and like it's never good again. Yeah. I don't know. But things like, I, I was watching a video where someone was playing against Bobby. Mm-hmm. Like, that card just is a self-contained yeah, that card's great. card. Right? It's not like you need other energy cards. It just does it all itself. Uh, yeah. Bobby is a glint sleeve siphoner. Yeah. It's a Bob for energy, so it's Bob E. So you have those. You have, like, I saw people playing heroic decks. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, the old heroic decks. Um trying to think if there's anything else that I was like, oh, yeah, that deck. I saw Rally getting played a little bit. Yeah. A lot of the decks that if you had a deck that you enjoyed from like three years ago, mm-hmm. there's a chance that you can sleeve it up and play it for a limited time only, perhaps. Yeah, I saw somebody playing Golos, Golos Field of the Dead. Yeah, no, I saw some tweets where people were like 5-0'd like the league with Golos Field. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that's that's lovely. Yep. Now we get to where this format's real pressure point. Yeah. And that are the combo decks. This is Brian's bread and butter. Oh, yeah. We have we have some stuff going on here. So first, uh, Marvel. Yep. So energy is only as good as it's ever going to be. Except for Marvel. Except for Marvel. Which is going to be as good as whatever the best thing is at any given point. So the current three best things to Marvel into are... Emrakul, the Promise End, mm-hmm. Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger, and Ugin. Yeah, I forgot about Ugin. Ugin's legal. Yeah, yeah. I only have three, and I think they're probably like nine hundred dollars now because um, like they were expensive before. Ugin's brother is probably pretty good to Marvel into. Also, I don't know like what that big, deck looks like. Big Bolus. Yeah, I think the the upside of of Ugin and Emrakul mm-hmm. is you stand a non zero chance of casting them. Right. Because I think the Marvel deck is probably based blue-green because mm-hmm. it needs a tune. And then, like again, like a card I'm going to mention a lot, Emery, yeah. is going to help you find your Marvel, find your Woodweaver's Puzzle Knots. Oh, also rebuys a Puzzle Re- Knots. Rebuys stuff. Yeah. So I think it's like base blue-green. Yeah, could be. So it's going to make, like, you're never going to cast, like, the what is it, seven mana bolus? Yeah. But so you have, like, that whole Marvel shell mm-hmm. where you're... So Woodweaver, Woodweaver's Puzzle Knot is two for an artifact that comes in and gives you three life and three energy or two life and three energy. Something like that. And then you can sack it and gain mm-hmm. life, the same amount of life and energy again. Yep. So like the curve was puzzle, knot, sack puzzle, knot, play Marvel, Spin activate Marvel, Marvel yep. on turn four. And then your goal was to just hit giant thing and win the game. Yeah. Either Ulamog or Emrakul. The deck will be more consistent because it just has more ways to smooth out the straws. Its mana is going to be better. Yep. It is going to have, again, the ways to make energy are the ways to make energy. Yeah, they're never going to change. So if, like, 
Puzzle Knot and Rogue Refiner aren't good enough. The deck's not good enough. The deck's not good enough. It doesn't matter what you can hit. Well, I mean, kind of, sort of. Marvel does make its own energy when things go to the graveyard, right? It does. So, like, if you can set up some sort of loop that makes a whole bunch of energy real quick. Where you just sack a bunch of them. Yeah. Like, that might be a thing. I don't know what that looks like. It has not been printed yet, to my knowledge. Yeah, but but you can... But you have this kind of uh, setup mm-hmm. where where you're just trying to marvel into stuff. Yeah. Now Jerry T wrote an article that I haven't read quite yet, uh, Star City and Premium side that was just all about breaking Marvel. Okay. He's like Marvel's great. Here here are like six lists for it, mm-hmm. and he was more on the um, play a mid range deck that just happens to Marvel sometimes for value. Yeah. So not marveling into giant thing. Just sounds marvel, fantastic. Just Marvel as a repeatable collected company, basically. Mm-hmm. So You know what the best part about playing Marvel is? You get to do it again? You get to use the James Karsten energy token. Oh yeah. Oh, I do remember this card. Okay. Yeah. Uh that uh, Glint Sleeve Siphoner list just had like value. Yeah. Marvel's in it. Uh, Glinsley was probably the best Bobby legal, right? Or the best Bob legal. Yes. So, like, you. The card you, was great. Yeah. So, but you have, like, Glinsley, Siphoner, Rogue Refiner, yeah. and then Marvel. So, like, you could curve oh, into. Man, if you're Simic. Right. Or if you're Sultai, I mean. Yeah, but you can, cur- you can like, thought see someone, Bob. Oko. <laughs> Bob Oko or Bob. Um, Rogue Refiner. Rogue Refiner. Yeah. And now you're set up that if you like hit your if you have your Marvel, yeah, you have the energy for it, right? And you've drawn two extra cards yeah. at that point, yeah. and you just see what happens, man. So that's one thing. Yep. Uh, something that people I think are doing wrong, but that's all right. Is God Pharaoh's gift? Okay. Uh, is the next kind of like kind of comboy card? Yeah, it, it's a very similar deck to Marvel in terms of play patterns. What the deck is trying to do. Yeah. So if you don't remember, God Pharaoh's Gift is a seven mana enchantment that says at the beginning. It's an artifact. Artifact, sorry. At yeah. the beginning of your uh, attack step, mm-hmm. you can exile a creature from your graveyard and put it onto the battlefield. Oh, sorry, you exile a creature and make a token copy of it that is a 4 4. Right. And it gets haste. Yep. Until the end of turn, you can attack. Yeah, and there's a, another artifact that lets you... Um, Gate like, to the afterlife. Yeah, if and you have a certain number of creatures in your graveyard, you can seven. tutor it up. Seven. So I think it's three mana to play the gate, one mana or two, tap, sack it, if you have seven creatures. I think cre- it's the other way around. Is I think it two, then three? Two, two mana, then three. Uh, maybe. And so that card, whenever a creature dies, you get to loot, and you gain a life. So it keeps you alive. It lets you put creatures in your graveyard to fuel it. Mm-hmm. And then you go get God Pharaoh's gift. Mm-hmm. So there are a few things to do with this. So there's a few different builds. So there's that build where you're on maybe two God Pharaoh's gifts and four gate to the afterlifes. Okay. Uh, then there are the lists that are maybe more of a mid range game, mm-hmm. but you're playing refurbish refurbish. So three and a white return target artifact from your graveyard to the battlefield yeah so those decks are usually looking to self-mill and then refurbish one out of the graveyard yeah with uh, hopefully something big while the blue green deck is or sorry, the blue red version is trying to do a combination of self-mill plus like looting and rummaging yeah to get to the same point 
but you're not trying to refurbish it. Right. You're trying to just use gate to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is okay, first, what do you get back? Right. The thing that was best to get back when it was in standard was angel invention. Mm-hmm. So it's a five mana to three white, white for a two, two one. one that when it came into play, it fabricated two. So it either put two plus one plus one counters on itself or it made two one ones. And it also had, um, uh, flying, flying life in lifelink. So you, and it was a Lord. It, yeah. It gave everything plus one plus one. Yeah. yeah. So you would play angel invention. You could, if you needed the life, you made it a four, four, you put the two counters on it. You hit them for six and you have a six mana flying vigilance lifelinker. Yeah. 12 point life swings. Pretty yeah. good. And if you still needed life, but you wanted some blockers, you mm-hmm. could make it a four, four, make two, two, twos and attack that way. Right. Um, so that's one thing to do, but then you have to ask yourself, is a six mana flying vigilance lifelink good enough? I don't know. Is I don't it? Know. Or you can just not give your opponent another turn. Yeah. Which I'm not going to my opponent another turn. So there are currently three cards in this format that say after this creature attacks for the first time this turn, untap it, take another attack step or yeah. something to that ilk. So there is Combat Celebrant. Mm-hmm. Which, which is the one that saw some play like when this deck was standard legal. Yeah, it's a 4-1 that if you exert it, you take another, unta- you take another uh, attack step. Mm-hmm. So if you have two of them, they, it exerts and it says untap all your creatures, right. take another attack step. So if you have two, you just take infinite attack steps. If they can't kill a 4-4, mm-hmm. they lose the game on the spot. Yeah, and you get two because you get another... Untap. So you ex- well, you get another trigger for yes. God Pharaoh's gift. Yeah, so you do it the first time, you exert yeah. it, you get the other one. The first one's tapped for right. being exerted. You attack, it untaps the original yeah. one, and you loop it. Mm-hmm. And there's also Aurelia, not the current Aurelia, the one from Gate Crash. Okay. Like War Leader or War something. Leader. It's three white, white, red, red for a three, four flying vigilance that says if it's the first time Aurelia has attacked this t- turn, untap all your other creatures and have an additional attack step. Mm-hmm. So Aurelia plus a combat celebrant does the same thing. Does pretty much the same thing. Yep. Um, and then there's the lightning something. It's the energy one. It's a 2-2 two, two double strike. Yeah, that one's bad. Uh, that if you have eight energy, yeah. you get to do another attack step. Making a 4-4 four, four double striker, mm-hmm. A+. Plus. So you can... Does it do, make its own energy? It when I think when it enters, or maybe when it attacks, it makes two. But you can basically set up situations where you can just never... Like if you get your Godfarer's gift on turn four, you mm-hmm. just never give them a turn back. Yeah. And you just attack for like forty. Yep. So that's going to be the the approach you're going to take to that deck. Yes. Yeah. It seems the, reasonable. The other thing that you can get back that you couldn't get back previously is the Polta. Oh the yeah. Four eight flying indestructible double strike vigilance dinosaur. Yeah, it's pretty good. It needs life. It needed lifelink. Like you had yeah. lifelink, so you could like stabilize yourself mm-hmm. by gaining life against like a red deck. Mm-hmm. So like what you get back, I think, is very much determined by what the format looks like yeah if there's a bunch of red decks and like gaining six just doesn't win you the game yeah that turn but wins you the game right you bring back angel of a mention if like it's a bunch of like mid-range decks and you can just like 
stick a 4-4 that they're not going to be able to deal with and just never pass them back the turn, Yeah, you can do that. So it just kind of depends. So there's there's that, and then there's like the refurbished list, like I said, mm-hmm. that are looking to play like an actual game of Magic yeah. and then refurbish back their Godfarer's gift for value. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also like the the refurbished list also were in the original standard that, that this was in, and they yeah. were doing the combat celebrate thing as well. Right. Then we have uh, Copycat. Yeah, I would guess that this is one of the early looks to get banned out of the format. Yeah. I, I don't to, think this is a deck that they want to have hanging around. Maybe I should get rid of my... They probably just banned Felidar Guardian again, right? Probably. But yeah, this deck was around... It was a Kaladesh blocked deck, like both halves of the combo were in Kaladesh. It's Sahili Rai and Felidar Guardian, and you just go infinite. It's basically Splinter Twin. Yeah, so Felidar Guardian is a 3 and a white for a 1-4. Yep. When it comes into play, you blink a permanent. Yep. And Sahili can make a copy of a permanent. So you, Sahili, make a copy of the Guardian. Guardian blinks Sahili. Sahili makes a copy of the Guardian. Guardian blinks Sahili. Yeah, and you make infinite cats. Yep. So one reason they might ban Felidar Guardian is they even admitted that it was templated incorrectly. Yeah. Like they wanted to have space for flavor text or something. So originally they had templated it where they had laundry listed what you could blink. Yeah. And they hadn't included planeswalkers. Right. And to free up space. So they said, can't we just make it permanent? And someone was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Whatever. And they can't possibly go wrong. Yeah. And then that broke it. Yeah. So it might be a situation where they just have to be like, you know what? We screwed this card up. Mm-hmm. We're just not going to have it in the format. But basically, you can play this deck a few different ways, too. Mm-hmm. You can play it kind of like it's almost like a Jeskai control list. Yep. You could also play it as like a green toolboxy list. Yeah, which is what the original deck was, using yeah. like Oath of Nyssa yep. to fix your mana. So, yeah, this deck is probably like is what everyone kind of thinks is like the best deck. Uh, or well, one of the best decks. I think these next three are all pretty high in contention for best deck. Yeah. I think that right now, like, the list that you're seeing, I think this is kind of like when they have, like, a new standard format. Yeah. And everyone just goes, like, hey, I'm going to do my cool thing. Leave me alone. Or I'm going to do the thing I want to do. Maybe. Right? So I've not seen a ton of, like, Sahili lists. Yeah. And stuff like that. It might just be that, like, I want to play Heroic. And it's like, yeah, well, Heroic's not good enough. Yeah. But that's what you want to play right now, so play it. Yeah. We should get some data for this format soon, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when the isn't there like a pioneer like MCQ or, or I guess PTQ well, I like I just this weekend or were, next weekend? I just assumed that they were going to give us uh, the five O list. The five O list. Those are going to yeah. come soon too. Next up is Jeskai Ascendancy. Mm-hmm. This is also a deck that existed in standard. Uh, not not the version I watched today. Okay, well let's talk about the version you watched today. So this is okay. It's a Pleasant Kenobi list, but it's legit good. Okay. Okay, I have to put that caveat out there. No cat Jesus? No cat Jesus. He's not legal here. Ascendancy, so it's blue, white, red Mm -hmm. for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you untap your creatures, and Mm -hmm. they get plus one, plus one, plus you get to draw a card and discard a card. Right. Like the first part wasn't enough. Yeah. This deck was playing Sylvan Awakening. Okay, I've not seen this list. Oh. Two and a green, turn all your lands into two twos. Oh, that's gross. If you have one mana up after you cast your Silver Awakening, you just get to make four mana every time you cast a spell. Yeah. And all your lands become bigger. Wow. And it's playing Retraction Helix. Yeah, that was in the original list. So Retraction Helix is blue. 
target creature gets tap, mm-hmm. return target permanent, non-land permanent to its yeah. owner's hand. So you can like tap all your lands, play Ascendancy, have like a Sylvan carry to do something up, mm-hmm. play a one mana spell, untap all your lands, yeah. then play like Retraction Helix. Well, tap all your lands, play Retraction Helix. And then just every time you cast a spell, you bounce one of their creatures or permanents, untap all your lands. Make and they your get, guy bigger. And they get huge. Yeah. There's dig all, you for something else to do. Yeah. there's It was playing Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise. Okay. Because you put enough cards in your graveyard through looting. Yeah. That you just get to. Makes sense. Yeah. Do the thing. There might be the tokens version again. I don't mm-hmm. know what the other version that people were playing were. That was the, the Sylvan... Awakening list was the first one I saw. Yeah, I had only seen. I'm trying to go off of my memory based on what I remember from standard. This this deck was from like when I had just gotten back into magic. Oh, the, the standard the standard t- deck was ascendancy, like raise the alarm. It was a tokens deck. Okay, it went wide. It played stoke the flames. Yeah, and you were just trying to get some tokens out, and then cast a couple spells okay. and go go through them. Okay, I guess it also has monastery mentor. Yeah. As, like, your other, like, ridiculous three-drop. Mm. Like, that just kind of powers itself. But now you have Opt. Right. And Anticipate. Turbo it. Well, yeah. you had Anticipate then. Yeah, you have Opt, Anticipate, Shock. Yeah. Yeah. So you have all these cheap spells. And then you just... Oh, did you have Pyromancer then, too? No. No. Oh. So you have Pyromancer, Ascendancy, Monastery Mentor. Mm. Like, you play those, and then you just play, like, ways to draw cards and, like... You just play spells. You can just, like, turn three win. Probably. Because you have, uh, was it Crash Through or whatever that gives mm-hmm. haste, draw a card? You get to play eight copies of that card because there's a version in uh, BFC too, right? There were, yeah, there's, well, there's Warlord's Fury that gives First Strike, okay. draw a card for red. There's Crash Through, which gives Trample. There's Slip Through Space in red that gives a creature, un- and blue that gives a creature unblockable draw a card. Yeah. There's one that gives haste and draw a card too. Okay, so I'm almost like, positive, but like you just like, I think it's turn four, right? Because you have to like stick the ascendancy. Yeah, probably. Oh, no, yeah, because you don't have enough mana, right? Because on turn three, you don't have enough mana. Um, I guess it depends what the deck looks like. Like if you're green for carried, oh yeah, if you go, you for can like play like colors. elf carried. Yeah, but yeah, you can like that deck was just go wide. Yeah, draw a bunch of cards. So that is probably something that's going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last deck is the one that I played last night just in a few games. Yep. My list was super rough, not good enough, but Kethis combo. Mm-hmm. So there was a standard Kethis deck that played Diligent Excavator, right? Oath of Kaya and Kethis, mm-hmm. and then played like Tameo and like some four mana garbage, right? That deck's all well and good, but we were replacing Diligent Excavator with Emery. Which is great. So there was a modern Kethis deck mm-hmm. that Won the game off the back of uh, one Jace, Wielder of Mysteries. Just draw your deck. Just mill your deck. Yeah. And then draw a card with Jace. Um, and played a bunch of artifacts so it could play a Psy. And it made okay. the Emery cheaper. We don't have the artifacts in this format. Yeah. But we definitely have Kethis and Emery and Jace. Mm-hmm. So last night on turn four or five, my opponent tapped out and I said, you're dead. And he was like, what? And I was like, play a Mox Amber, get a blue, cast a one mana Emery, 
have another emery oh. just start looping emery's and milling myself for four each for one for one mana yeah and there are enough legendary cards in this set yeah. or in this format that it's really hard to miss yeah um the thing that's missing from the modern deck is there are way more legendary lands in modern yeah right like really the castle should have been legendary they should in have this been. format it is kind of weird that they're not yeah actual specific place you can have two of them thanks this makes, Velikut. this makes no sense but so you're missing the lands but i was able to have like all but like six or seven cards in my spells in my deck yeah. be non-legendary the uh the hope of is kind of big game oh, makes, yeah. makes this version better than the standard version yeah so hope of gear is one mana legendary artifact that is a one one yeah and when you attack with it if you deal damage you can sack it and your opponent can't cast non-creature spells to your next turn right so like on your first main phase you can attack with hope mm-hmm. hit them pop it and then combo off and they can't do anything yeah it's like extra copies of Teferi. Yep. Uh, and on turn one, it makes it so you can turn to an Emery. Right. That so then fills your yard, then you hit like a Kethys, then you can like use your Emery to bring back another Hope of Gear yeah, or whatever. something. Yeah. So the deck is seems very good. Seems like it can win on turn three or four relatively consistently. Yeah. And with having Teferi and Hope of Gear your opponent just has to watch you do it. Yeah. Now, they definitely could play... Tormod scripts in the format. Leyline. Leyline and Grafdigger's Cage. Yep. So we have three and rest in peace. And rest in peace, yeah. So there just... are solid like graveyard answers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the format will get to that point. Yeah. But this deck also has access to it's four colors. Right. For like Teferi, uh the blue and Teferi and the blue and Emery. Mm-hmm. But you also have access to Thoughtseize, you have access to Abrupt Decay, and you have access to Assassin's Trophy. Yeah. So you can like build the deck to have a little more interaction, mm-hmm. and it like actually be functional. Again, like like Sam Black said, if you build your deck and you're not like, wow, something's gonna get banned out of this, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. But if you just want to like you know play your sweet Mardu deck from from Kaladesh from Kaladesh, yeah. like cool, play that or Mardu your vehicles. sweet Abzan deck. I actually did pe- see people playing Mardu vehicles. Like Toolcraft Exemplar is only good in that deck. Yeah. So we'll probably talk about Pioneer in more detail coming, yeah. going forward. Yeah, I want to I want to see what the format looks like before we dive too deep into it. There's really no point in trying to like build pillars of a format or something along those lines without like having data. Yeah, like we can't figure out what the pillar. Like, I've seen articles. What are the pillars of Pioneer? And yeah. I'm like, calm down. Yeah, like, you have no idea. Yeah, no idea. The format's been around for two days. Yeah. Now, I think we've talked about this before, so we've been very po- positive on Pioneer thus mm-hmm. far. My only concern for the format is what it does to Modern and Legacy yes. in terms of events, because mm-hmm. there are only so many tournaments that are scheduled in a given year. Yeah, and there's also like o- only so many formats a player can play. Yeah, like, again, as a casual tryhard, we yeah. are employed. Yeah. We we have wives. Yeah. I have a cat or two. <laughs> right? Like there's only so much there's only so much bandwidth. Yeah. So like I am pretty That's a really sh- good way to put it. I am on, I am pretty sure that I can only like pay attention to standard cuz I'm playing it on arena. Yeah. And pick a format. Right. 
right? I can't like watch legacy videos with Andrea Mangucci, like read four modern articles and then like watch Watch two streams on pioneer. Pioneer. I can't do it. Like it just, it's not possible. Right. There are not enough hours in the day. So I think that what's going to happen is there might be more specialization of people where, right. There was a time where like, was it, was it Dickman was his last name? Mm-hmm. Right. Dude just jammed modern. Yep. Like he was, all I did, all I do is play modern. Yep. Right. I think there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be like, all I do is play pioneer or all yeah. I do is play modern. I mean, it, that's true. Like to an extent with a lot of people though, like yes. Stark. Limited. Yeah. Right. But, like, but, my that's point, all he does. but my point being though, like I think that's going to happen more because yeah. like, you just can't keep up with all of it. Yeah. And I think what we're going to end up doing is if there's an event coming up that's Pioneer for three months that's or for we're two gonna months, we're going to like get really good at Pioneer for yeah. that period of time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of our MO anyway. Yeah, so just bear with us that we're not going to be able to give you like yeah. sweet Pioneer content and Arena content and modern content all the time. Right. Because I also don't think that you guys can keep, keep track up. of all of it. Like, yeah. it's just too much. It's a lot. So... I think for right now, like, just be mindful that maybe if you, like, liked our legacy talk and we're like, oh, I want to play a legacy GP, I don't know if there's going to be one. There might be Yeah, there might one, be one. Right, as opposed to two. Right. And maybe you're like, I like really like modern. There might be two-thirds as many modern tournaments this year as there were last year because Pioneer. What will be really telling is what the team events start to do. Yes. Whether you start seeing standard Pioneer modern. Or whether you see standard Pioneer Legacy. Uh, there was also an interesting thought that Sam Black said he was talking to someone who organized tournaments who thinks they might go Pioneer Modern Legacy and not play standard. I don't know if that's you have three, I don't know if that's have, a thing. You have three non rotating formats. Yeah. People have the decks that they want to play. Yeah, I mean I guess. I like, mean standard sells cards. How much did your collection go up when Pioneer was announced? Okay, that that's not what I meant. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Yeah, it was so like my, two grand almost. My point being that if you're Star City, right, you've got a you have a pile of cards that yeah. no one's thought about. Yeah, maybe Star City does. I was thinking more years. more about Wizards. Wizards though. Wizards doesn't do a ton of team events, so they do yeah. like one. Yeah. Right. Star City does a bunch of them. So if you're Star City, that's true. You want to move eight dollar quarter of crew fixes. Eight dollars. I don't know what they are, oh, but okay. right, you want to move. You want to move your. Quarter of crew fixes that you were paying people a quarter for yeah. when they were selling all their like bulk rotated mm-hmm. stuff, and now you're gonna get four or five dollars for it. Yeah, like that's the dream, right? Oh, speaking of finance, you can go deep on Twitter and uh, try to figure out who uh, specced on everything before the format was announced. Oh yeah, let's not get into this yes. now. Yes, it's but, uh, fun times. Yeah, this is a whole nother thing. If you're interested, you should certainly check it out. Uh, Matt Sperling, yes. he's written like a, a video Columbo series or some shit. Yeah, I yeah, I think he's on his third video now. Yeah, dear God. Yeah. I don't care that much. I don't either. We can touch on Arena a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like a sneak peek of what the data is going to be. So what ended up happening was I didn't update the chart after the ban because right. the ban didn't go into effect on Arena until Thursday. Yeah. Thanks, Wizards. So, like, there was still a lot of... Another reason I played a lot of best of one was, yeah. hey, I want to see if this deck's good against uh, not Golos. Right. Field of the Dead. Mm, concede. 
Yeah. Because apparently there were a lot of like Andre Shrovsky and a lot of other pros mm-hmm. were like, if they saw a field of the dead, they just conceded the game because they're like, I'm not like in high mythic. They're like, yeah. well, I'm not going to get anything out of testing this for the MCQ. I mean, it makes sense. So I'm just out. Yeah. But for us, the decks that kind of matter. So the non, the no Golos ramp. So basically that's like Simic, Bant, kind of the food mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. With about 20% of the metagame. Okay. And then we had like Gruel Aggro, I think just because that was something that did well at the yeah. MCQ or not the MCQ, at the, uh, at the Mythic, Mythic Championship. Championship. Yep. And then some off meta stuff that I think was relatively consistent. Uh, let me see here. Boop. I know I ran into a bunch of uh, mono black like towards the end of the week. Yeah, so I had like last night I had two of the Sultai food decks in the like off meta stuff, and that's when okay. I started seeing it yesterday. So, so somewhere yeah. Sultai food became a thing, and I've just got to figure out where that deck list is. But for the most part, it was a lot of Oko, mm-hmm. um, and I think people just trying to find what they're going to play against a lot of Oko. Yeah. This week we're gonna we'll clean up the the list a little bit. We'll get like Simic food. Mm-hmm. As we should say, another deck that people think is good against Bant is Lesney Adventures. Oh yeah, yeah, I have heard that. That it is definitely not a James deck, so I can't is, speak for uh, it. But. Edgewall Innkeeper, all your adventure cards, and you play a bunch of like little nerds, and then yeah. you try to like locks it on them. Yep. But all your little nerds have draw a card, draw a card stapled on them because of Edgewall Innkeeper. Yep. Uh, I think your deck is probably fine when you draw Edwall Innkeeper um, and probably god awful when you don't. I would imagine so, yeah. And if a response to that deck is like more people playing Jeskai Fires, like you can't beat four main deck Definite Clarion. Definite Clarions ever. Yeah. And then like if you somehow have your locks on leftover, they have time wipes. Right. Like you just can never beat this combination of cards. Right. But you can beat like a 3-3 that an Oko makes because you go around it. Mm-hmm. And you can beat like a Wicked Wolf sometimes because you go around it. Yep. But for the most part, I think that deck's going to be only as good as like Jeskai Fires lets yeah. it be. And Jeskai Fires, the Planeswalker version was like 9% of it. And I don't have any of the Cavalier on here. So, All right. yeah. So I think next week we'll clean it up a little bit. But it is, we are seeing. Lots of Simic right now. Yep. And like, I don't think I saw any dance. I guess like 5% dance or hardly any dance. Mm-hmm. That might have been the couple lists that I saw earlier in the week. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't played any, I didn't play, haven't played against Esper Dance in like the last two or three days of like actual like best of three. Play. Yeah. I haven't either. So, yeah. So with that, I think that's everything. Yeah. Make we, sure you get us your data. Yeah. We'll, We're going to work on that. So. If no one else will give us standard information, we will provide standard information to the world. That's right. That's right. Everyone will be like, ooh, look at my Pioneer deck. And we're going to be like, look, we're just standard. trying to, we're just trying to like day two this GP. That's right. all we're trying to do here. So I would be super stoked if we both day two just this GP. I would be too. It would be, it'd be good. Thus, I have I bought Okos. <laughs> I was going to suggest that, but I know $200 for a, a deck to play a couple times isn't. I mean, I feel like Oko is just going to be like... Ubiquitous in every format. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like I want Oko's in Kethys. Yeah. Oh, cool graph digger's cage. So the real reason just came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like, why you bought the Oko's. I could more justify it yeah. uh, when like it's played in all formats. Well, I mean, I you play Urza and Modern and yeah, it's it in plays that deck four now. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, 
fine. Yeah. I guess I will take the plunge. Yeah. Send foil Elkos too. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. So with that, I think we're good here. I think so too. So tweet us your cool standard decks. If yep. you like find something out, direct message us so you don't have to tell the world if you don't want to. And we can like. Absolutely. That is certainly a thing. We'll work on this Saltai mm-hmm. list and maybe I'll kick around this teamer list to see if it's anything. Yeah. I think the Saltai list is probably where it is. Yeah. But we'll work on that and maybe we'll get something out later this week. Okay. Uh, Sounds like a plan. And so casual tripod for all your sweet deck lists. Yep. Uh, casual tryhard MTG. If you want to shoot them over on Facebook or if you wanted to email us and not tell anybody ever, it's a show at casualtryhardmtg.com. And this has happened a few times, but if you want to send us a deck list, if you think you have something that's like partway mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I will um, certainly look at it and make yeah. some, some criticisms. Yeah. Constructive, but. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us, like me, try to live our mana bases a little too stretched thin and need someone someone to be like, please don't. Yeah. And so uh, with that, we'll catch you next week. Yep, we'll catch you at FNM. <laughs>